Hi. Not too bad, thanks, Chris. Hello. Good, good. Um, it's the city, isn't it? I think it's the city. Yeah. Okay, that's a good question. Hmm. Right. I mean, I think the reason is that um, it would be expensive. And animated movies are so expensive to make that they have to appeal to a wide enough audience that they know they are going to do well. And when you're dealing with niche audiences, you, you know, productions tend to be a bit smaller. Um, I mean, there have been, um, CG features with, um, with adult themes. You just, don't tend to see them. I've seen some at festivals. Um, there was one I saw about um, a Korean boy, I think, being adopted in America. Um, and that was that was a CG film, and it was adult in the way that you know it was kind of mature in its themes. It wasn't, you know, we have this um, uh, uh, Seth Rogen movie coming out next year that is. So, so, yeah, which is going to be, you know, mm. actually, you know, it's going to be rated R, but it's going to be quite juvenile. Um, yeah, yeah. So, so the real answer is just, um, you know, money and, and, and what audience your movie is going to attract, I think. No, no. I mean, yeah, uh, there aren't many live-action dramas for adults um, being made either. So, uh, you know, they kind of come before animation, I think. 
<laughs> right. Yeah. Hey, they're coming. They're coming. Ridley Scott's uh, Monopoly, right? Oh, is that? Yeah. Well, keep hearing about it now and again. Right. What the fuck? A Pez Pez dispenser movie. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's that lazy thing, isn't it, of like not really seeing what the movie was doing, but just going, Oh Lego made a movie and look at the numbers. Mm-hmm. Let's do that with Playmobil and then realizing that they don't have Phil Lord and Chris Miller <laughs> on their writing stuff. Right. Because because what drives that idea is, is that last the line look at the numbers. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's the impetus. Yeah, but I mean, I, yeah, unfortunately, I think it's just a money issue with um, CG movies. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, but again, yeah, I've I have I've seen a couple and they're not good. They're just they're just rude for the sake of it. Is that the one where, where the guys like they're a bunch of stoners or something, and they try and catch a, an elephant? <laughs> <There's>... <laughs> yeah, and, and actually, I think also this happens not just in CG, but this happens in anime as well. Where and we've kind of spoken about this before, where. Just because something has got like an R rating or a 15 or an 18, it doesn't mean to say that the themes are going to be mature. It just means there's going to be some boobies and some blood. <laughs> it's not... Um... Yeah, so, so there, there is a downside to pushing for that, I think. Yeah, I mean, that's why, that's why I guess if the person who asked that question really should just, hopefully they're fans of Bill Plimpton and some of these other, I mean, those aren't CG, obviously, mm. but, you know, those are the people that are in uh, Signe Beaumain, you know, pushing for animation for adults, you know, with strictly yeah, adult exactly. themes. Yeah, and, and, you know, they know they're working to a, to a niche audience. Mm-hmm. So there's no, like, um, there's no pandering to... Uh, Exactly. Executive bodies or you know studio notes. That's right. Mm-hmm. Of course. Maybe I. Mean, I, I yeah. think that um, what's that dude? Uh, David O'Reilly. He does quite 
mature movies. I mean, short films, but, you know, uh, for adults, you know, using this aesthetic, which is like, you know, purposefully low poly, um, and is kind, you see, and seems to be, you know, it, it takes a lot of work still, but it, it seems to be, um, slightly more economically viable. And not to mention, I mean, I always bring up uh, virtual reality, but, you know, did you see that there was a link to some, I mean, I don't know how good it is. I'm sure it's not so great to watch right now because it's the very first one, but there's a, a company that's trying to create a film festival for virtual reality movies. They're just sort of doing like the first push mm. for content. I mean, uh, who knows <laughs> what that's like, but, um, you know, it definitely the, there are also a lot of collaboration platforms that are popping up. It seems like out of the woodwork everywhere. There's animation mentor just created one that looks awesome. I'm sure it'll be great, but, um, there are a couple more, um, that recently I saw, I mean, all that's going to change everything. Yeah. Change. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, space May- for CG. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe it will come from that direction. I could see because I I see video games, you know, um, as they become more viable for smaller companies to make. Mm-hmm. People are trying new ideas, uh, you know, more mature ideas, and maybe yeah. from that direction. I mean, because you can you can do it. I mean, I I've, I know I've created um, interactive products with tons of animation, you know, with uh, you know ten people, twelve people. Um, you know, you could definitely, you could definitely do it with a collaborative platform and you, yeah, you wouldn't need, uh, definitely wouldn't need as much funding. Yeah, it is. That's going to be amazing for the studio. You know, it, it seems like they're really going to start growing.
Right. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I doubt they. I don't. I don't think they've even started uh, production yet. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, I'm gonna guess Ponyo. Right. <laughs> <laughs> that that'd be my guess too. Tell um, us. Tell us. <laughs> Spirited away, maybe. <laughs> um, is it a Miyazaki? What? Awesome. Interesting. Well, that one was Ponyo. Yeah. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. Well, it is, but they gave it a weird title in America. Like, surely that was the shoe-in, but maybe there were some rights issues. But in the UK, it was just called Arietti. And and the secret world, like, that's such a corny title. I think that movie was kind of heavily marketed on the Disney Channel. Um, So, uh, yeah, it was probably just, like, marketed in the right place, I think. <laughs> I think also like the thing with Dragon Ball that I think is kind of weird is like it's quite an old franchise um, and it's kind of amazing that it still has that kind of pull you know to to not eat, to not only warrant a, a, a cinema release but to do so well It is. It is. Yeah. yeah, I'm sure if it was like 
Well, it's getting a UK release, is it? No, no. Well, if if I can get to it, I might even go myself. It sounds like fun. Yeah. Last year. Right. Mm. Yeah, the attitude I seem to see with, like, Dragon Ball Z fans is the ones that are fans are super fans and uh, are really heavily into it. I'm I'm kind of, like, a bit... It's 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 kind of fun. Um, but, yeah, like, the people who love it, love it. So, you know, that's probably why the movie did so well. Right. Yeah, it's fun. Yeah. Yeah, me too. The the one where Goku's a kid, and yeah, they are the they are, they are the most fun. Yeah, I've, I've never read that. Yeah, yeah, it's it's probably going to be better than mm-hmm. Zack Snyder's. Mm-hmm. Right on. Oh, my God, that's perfect. 
Oh, I love that show so much. Yeah, I think that would go down well. I, I, I like the, the Galifianakis um, casting choice because he always, you know, he tends to play like quite insecure characters. And if, I don't know, if they play that into the Joker, I think that'd be hilarious because he's clearly insecure, but um, that's kind of a surface thing in the movies. Um, no, no, that, that's kind of beneath the surface in a few of the movies. And yeah, I, I, I mean, that movie's just going to be funny, isn't it? <laughs> sure well i think i think he taps into a lot of what adam west got about the character yeah of, of the northern ones yeah Oh. Yeah, me too. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, I know. He's he's a damn good actor. He's terrific. Mm. (laughs) Yeah, I I I I watched um that, that series Wet Hot American Summer. First camp. Uh-huh. and um, John uh, H. John Benjamin is in it. Oh, was he? I had to see. I'm I'm kind of like a bit of a, a a late joiner. I haven't seen the movie, even though it's on Netflix. I started watching the series anyway. It was so weird to see like <laughs> this guy's, you know, to see the, his voice coming out of that face because it it didn't seem right. <laughs> Oh, really? Yeah, I think I've seen it actually. Mm. Yeah. You know who else is who's a really great voice actor is um uh what's his name? Alan Alan Tudyk from the Firefly from Firefly. Right. He's he's great. He's I mean he's got a really he's got a fantastic range. Like it's really hard to pick out. I mean usually I sort of pride myself in being able to pick out <laughs> voice actors. You know it's like a little game at the beginning of the movie before I forget and fall into it. Yeah. Um, oh him, right. Yeah. He was um, King Candy, right? Uh huh. Yeah. 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 He's really good. He's a really good voice actor. Yeah, and all his parts, too, he kind of seems like a cartoon character. <laughs> He's got that new movie coming out, Con Man, with uh, Nathan Fillion and, well, hell, like most of the Joss Whedon regular actors and Firefly people.
yeah, it's funny. yeah, yeah. We were just talking about that. <laughs> <laughs> true yeah I, I mean actually i heard that the um the the short's actually called riley's first date yes. mm-hmm. intentionally said there with the inflection because the you know there's a question mark on the end and apparently it's about a boy coming over to probably start the first date, but apparently it's much more to do with Riley's parents. <laughs> so like maybe checking out if he's good enough for their for their girl. Um Yeah, no, it's it's cool. Like they, they've they've been doing these like D V D shorts for forever and sometimes they're really good. I really love um uh, there's a hilarious one on Wally called Bernie, and oh. I think that's one of the best shorts they've ever done. It's hilarious. I saw that. I don't think I've ever seen that. Um, it's like there's a little there's a little um, maintenance robot, and when it's it, it takes place like halfway through the movie, um, where Wally and Eva are are are, are dancing around in space. And they come out of uh, like a, a an exit on on the spaceship, and they knock over a light, and it's this one robot's job to ensure that all of the um, hazard lights are working on the ship. Oh. It's it's a, it's re- it's a really funny little short. Oh, that's great! Yeah, I see it now. I just pulled it up to look at it. That's really yeah, cool. it's great. Um, yeah, I mean, I prefer this if they. To, to, to a sequel because I think I mean we'll probably get into this later but I think a lot of Pixar movies um, are kind of built to repel any sequels weirdly enough um, you know some ones which are actually getting sequels I think are some of the mm-hmm. best you know self-contained stories uh, sure Yeah. <laughs> 
That was quite a stretch. And also, it really, um, it's, it, it somewhat undermines the seriousness of their disappearance from Frozen, I think. <laughs> Brilliant. Okay. Okay. I think directors absolutely should be toying with people like that because, you know, <laughs> that's the. Uh, I mean, I wonder if you could go back in Frozen and Tarzan and maybe see, like, if there's some piece of technology that was in Tarzan that wasn't oh, in Frozen. So awesome. you could say, so you I... could say definitively, okay. I mean, because Frozen doesn't seem to me to be happening sometime in the nineteenth uh, in the 19th century. No, no. Well, that too, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, good point. Yeah, before before I try and, you know, look, look at the style of dress that um, that Anna's wearing, you're right, it's just there are talking rocks. And, yeah. Yeah. yeah, but you know what? I think that's awesome. I love that. Because the thing is, like, it's like sort of like writing a term paper or something. You can just, like, randomly or throw dice or, you know, <laughs> and just sort of, pick a topic and then you dive in and just find how it might, I don't know, everything might connect together to support your idea. I don't know. <laughs> I think it's great. I would love it if there was some sort of like funny little Easter egg in there that <laughs> piece of technology that's hilarious. I mean, <laughs> that would be great. <laughs> like I, you know, I'm, I'm all for that. I, I think, you know, whatever, like, I think I find it very entertaining. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I would not have connected those dots at all. <laughs> no, Tarzan, it was the shipwreck. It was the shipwreck. They, um, the ship, like, you know, uh, catches fire or something, somehow. There's a storm. And the ship catches fire, and they leap from the boat. Yeah, but then, but they're clearly not the same people. Obviously, <laughs> <laughs> what am I saying? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Thank <laughs> you.
awesome. I I love that one so much because it's the only way you can make sense of that batshit Khan's world, <laughs> where they have frames, they have framed pictures and newspapers, but they're all cars. I I just get distracted every time I try and watch cars. And I know, like, you're meant to suspend your disbelief and everything, but you can't show us a picture of a frame, a frame frame newspaper and expect us to just go with it. (laughs) So anything that can explain the world of cars to me, they're great. It won't, it won't be. <laughs> yeah, it, it could be. Hey, that would be great, wouldn't it? No one would see that uh, sucker punch coming. Wow, actually like Mater. I think they've played at a couple of festivals as well, maybe. Mind Game has. Masaki Yuasa, yeah, he um, he directed Mind Game. Hmm. He also directed a short on uh, Genius Party as well. Yeah. Legal system, <laughs> if, yeah. If, <laughs> because I mean, you know, if if Murasaki Yuasa is a big deal to you, um, which he is for me, then you've already seen these because they were released in Japan in you know six or so years ago. Um. And then these things pop up on torrent sites and you go, well, this isn't coming to me anytime soon. I'm just going to download it. 
Right. Well, the trouble is there as well is that in Japan, um, DVDs are really expensive. They are super expensive. Um, And I think this has, like, I think it has its origins in, um, because CDs are expensive there as well. And I think it has its origin in this kind of um, government-led initiative to make um, entertainment, you know, uh, relatively expensive. Wow, that's interesting. So, so, so what happens is it leads Japanese companies to behave a certain way with their material, and um, you know, one thing they're terrified of is you know uh, reverse importing. So, for example, if if a DVD is released in America of a Japanese anime series. It's actually cheaper for Japanese fans to import from America than it is to go to their local shop and buy it or buy wow. it from because they're literally about half the price. That's incredible. Mm. And it leads no to companies being very, very, um, I mean, rightly so, um, precious about their content because they're trying to make as much money as they can. Um, but there's only so much money, I guess, you can make when DVDs are half the price in, in you know in the country that you're trying to export them to. Mm. Right. Mm. I see. Right. Right.
Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> and then I, I saw, uh, yeah, I saw the um, the collected thing, and it was all about forty quid. Yeah, which. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, actually, the the positive to come out of this is that um, traditional distribution still has a big impact uh, culturally, I think. And, you know, like nerdy anime fans like me might be like, oh, yeah, what? well, Mind Game, finally. And, you know, uh, uh, Genius Party, finally. Uh, but for those who just probably get their stuff from... Amazon or HMV or, you know, just record, record shops. Um, this would be a new thing for them. And yeah, you know, the more people get to see Mind Game and Genius Party, the better. Cause, cause they're amazing. <laughs> and, and, and they show, you know, um, they just show another side of anime, I think, which people don't see so much. Oh, there was one other thing, actually, which is kind of news. Um, so, uh, they're making Ethel and Ernest. Uh, they, in this case, uh, being, uh, I think, the BBC and uh, Lupus Films. And for those not in the know, Ethel and Ernest is um, a graphic novel by Raymond Briggs, who people might know um, also uh, drew and wrote The Snowman and Father Christmas. Um, and Lupus, uh, who who made, uh, I think they made The Snowman, but they certainly made, you know, The Snowman and The Snow Dog uh, a couple of years ago. You know, they have a great team and a great sense of um, traditional animation. Um, and I think that's coming out next year, 
uh, I think it's going to be on TV, um, but it's like a full feature, full feature. Um, wow. And it looks beautiful. Uh, oh, they've released, really nice. they released one still. And it looks like, you know, it looks like a Raymond Briggs thing. Um, but it looks beautiful, I think. So I'm, I'm really excited about that. And, you know, it looks like they have a, a great cast. Uh, Brenda Blethyn and G- Jim Broadbent um, are going to be the leads. And, uh, uh, you know, so, so I'm excited about that because it looks like a very British, uh, well, it is a very British production. Yes, yeah. Yeah, it's going to be heavy. Nice. Yeah, I, the, the the director, um, uh, you know, worked on the snowman and when the wind blows as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> responsible. <laughs> yeah. No, it's wow. yeah, it's it's an experience. Wow, this looks really familiar. Yeah, I have to watch. I still have to watch the Snowman too. You know what? I'm going to do that this week. <laughs> Great. Yeah, it will be like watching um, Charlie Brown Christmas in uh, <laughs> in August, but it's great. And when the wind blows, when they're I do. No, I just watched one little blurb and I absolutely AFA don't watch don't support <laughs> open illegally uploaded YouTube <laughs> anything. But you can probably watch it on YouTube. Hand-drawn, traditional animation. Yeah. Feature. Yeah. <laughs> People are drawing also, it. Yeah. And also, I mean, it may not be CG, but it's going to be quite adult. In the most proper sense, yeah. <laughs> They're probably going to be blood or boobies. <laughs> Samurai swords. What did What did you just say? I'm not going to repeat that. Uh, I said they talking probably, about... I said there probably won't be much blood or boobies in Ethel and oh. Ernest. Animation for adults. <laughs> When are we gonna? So when are we gonna do the pornography episode? Well, what's gonna be on that? Fritz the cat. <laughs> uh, well, uh, yes. Well, hey, we, dirty duck. 
Dirty, dirty Duck was X-rated. What's Dirty Duck? Oh, um, Dirty Duck <laughs> is a cartoon that used to play a lot. Um, these guys who used to live across the street from me when I was in college used to play it constantly. <laughs> um, it's by, I have to look it up. Does it look like Donald Duck? The Down and Dirty Duck <laughs> by Charles Swenson, produced by Jerry D. Good, uh, distributed by New World Pictures. And oh, it was technically X-rated. Oh, it looks like exactly the sort of grimy 70s. Mm-hmm. It's from 1974. Like, um, uh, yeah, they had pretty- a copy, a VHS copy that was overplay it was it was always playing like they knew the entire thing by heart so i um i watched it a couple times like but i i think i had a copy of it at one point but um i haven't watched it in a really long time it looks like best i'm gonna i'm bookmarking uh-huh. yeah let me know if you find a copy yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh. <laughs> yeah, no, it's true. I I've mentioned this before, but there's a book called Forbidden Animation. It's uh, censored cartoons and blacklisted animators in America. It... Oh. <laughs> uh... <laughs> yes. Yeah, you do. Mm-hmm. Oh. <laughs> 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 That's not. It's not very creative. I was hoping it would at least be a little clever. Yeah, but that is just like... <laughs> mm-hmm. With a battery. <laughs> oh, there's a picture of that um, that cartoon in this book. Mm-hmm. Um, Everetti Harton in Buried Treasure, 1928. <laughs> Ever, what's it called? Everetti Harton. <laughs> yeah, so that's that much. That really isn't much more clever adding a T, but. <laughs> it looks like they're all called Climax Fables. <laughs> That's fantastic. I that's that's so typical, isn't it? Like, I mean, it, it doesn't help. Like the image of animation is like a boys' club, you know. <laughs> these 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 um, Fleischer guys, you know, going going home in the evenings and going, oh, let's draw some tits. But, yeah, but you know, but you know what? Though? It makes pornography, sense. Pornography has has helped technology since the beginning right so in a lot of yeah, lines it yeah. really makes I, sense <laughs> i mean like the first uh, you know um 
popularization of of flip books were the mm-hmm. um the butler saw things you know um i i remember there used to be a fair that came to uh that oh. came to town and they had some of these old machines there uh-huh um and i used to like put in pennies and i i used to think i was being really naughty <laughs> watching this <laughs> really old like flick book um of this woman like taking off her garter belt or something <laughs> oh that's excellent that is excellent <laughs> pretty much yeah <laughs> it was, that is it was excellent that but animators do that all the time don't they like there are yeah. There are weird things you see of like you know Rugrats artists doing <laughs> strange. You know, it's animators will do that. <laughs> you know. <laughs> uh, How do we get on? <laughs> hey, I'm I'm participating. <laughs> I'm totally participating. So. <laughs> As an animation lady, I, I do not apologize <laughs> with the with the path this has wandered down. <laughs> I'll I'll put, I'll give you a link to this forbidden animation book if anybody wants to look. It out. sounds fascinating. It really is. Yeah. That's what I mean. Like I I I would love to see some. Uh, I mean, I'm sure there are a lot of lost movies that are um, in that. Uh, forbidden animation category that are out there. That would be really cool to see. (laughs) At the, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's a experimentation and, and, um, you know, and it's just because we're human beings that sort of, (laughs) there's so much porn involved. That's, oh my! These shorts, these Everready Harton shorts, <laughs> they look amazing. It looks like he has three legs. <laughs> oh, look at me! Have the internet? You can just watch him now. <laughs> <laughs> it looks like. Oh yeah, you could totally. This this does not look like a lady. No, do. Oh my goodness. Yeah, this, definitely Google it. I, I, I have someone across one which looks as though... All right. Okay, let's save it. <laughs> okay, we should do an episode. We should... <laughs> I wonder what Tommy Stiaus has to say about this stuff. He probably... He probably knows all about it. Uh-huh. I mean it. He probably does. Yeah. Yeah. Holy moly. So how do we get onto this? <laughs> um... We were talking about what, what like, uh, <laughs> uh Fritz the, yeah, Fritz the cat, and that was it. Oh. We were. Oh yeah. yeah, I did it. I'm. I made this happen. Sorry, dirty duck. <laughs> uh. No, no, they listen for this stuff, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> hey. Oh, there's so much. There was so much. 
Well, maybe I know we're an animation podcast, but does anyone want to talk about the live action uh, movies they announced or not at all? Yeah, me too. Yeah, that's going to be fun. And and uh, Christopher Walken as King Louis, which is like, yeah. that's going to be amazing. I mean, if they work his face <laughs> into the design, <laughs> um, yeah, it it looks like a, an interesting movie. Uh, yeah, John Favreau is like a good director. I think he he makes good movies. He knows how to make good movies. Elf, yeah. Chef was fantastic. Really, I, I didn't see Chef. Oh, it's great! It's really yeah. Mm-hmm. So you know, he's still you know he's not. Um, not that his word means anything, but he's not a sellout at all. He's he's still like you know he seems to me to be very much in touch with with um, movie making as a craft and not too seduced by. Uh, you know, big budgets and things like that. Exactly. And, you know, he he quite purposefully bailed on, on that, didn't he? Because Iron Man 2 was not a good experience for him. Uh, I mean, the, the, the response to the, to the footage seems to have been positive, but oh, it's yeah. kind of weird because I, I'm not sure if I've said this, but D23 was originally a, a shareholder's... Um, conference i think and it's since become a bit more of a media circus and so you have all these movies being announced and it's really big news and there is like a big hashtag and mm-hmm. you know you hear about it but people were shown this footage which we're probably not gonna see at all <laughs> yeah <laughs> um and then i don't know maybe the first thing we'll see is a teaser trailer but this movie's not 
due out until next year so that might be a while right yeah just sure and i do you know what? i think people are a bit more wily nowadays and you can't really just say i'll take my word for it it was good because when you have the ability to you know you know, this, this week I watched the new Quentin Tarantino trailer on the bus because I couldn't <laughs> wait until I got home. It's good. You should watch it on the bus. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah. Um, you know, so when you can do that, it's kind of weird, you know, not to release it. And I guess the reason for that is that they're, then it's not marketing and they're not, they're still doing this for the shareholders primarily and not for the general public as a marketing thing. Mm. Right. So they're selling it on the exclusivity because there are lots of exclusive things that were happening. Like you had the, (laughs) you had the privilege of buying a John Lasseter uh, (laughs) Hawaiian shirt. I think they were like ninety nine dollars or something. Yeah, there. <laughs> Did you see? Wasn't there a photo of him shooting a t shirt cannon? Right. Yeah. <laughs> I, just, I, I I would duck uh, <laughs> to, to avoid being touched by one of those things. Yeah. So Jungle Book. Um, it looks good. It. The, they released a poster. Um. And it looks very much like they're taking cues, like like all of their um, like all of Disney's live action remakes. They're very much taking cues from the original movie. The color scheme is very green. Yeah. My, it, yeah, um, a good friend it. of mine is very very talented. Christopher Glass is uh, working as production designer on this movie, so I. Yeah, I mean, I've been sort of actually waiting for any kind of news. <laughs> right. But um, he's amazing, so. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the photos I've seen, is, yeah, looked incredible. For for what it's worth, um, you know, the uh, the footage they did show really blew people away. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. I think Devin Faraci said something like it was... Um, it was better than Life of Pi. Wow. Yeah. So uh, wow. That's yeah. That's, that's holy god. That's high praise. How is that possible? <laughs> yeah, I'd be shitting myself <laughs> if I was um, Andy Circus right now. Right. I know. Yeah. He is. He is. And do you know this is this is kind of cool because. And this is what kind of makes the Disney Disney doing these remakes okay because it's like another interpretation. This is going to be very influenced by the Disney movie. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. You see. So good. Mhm. Cool. I think That's I, so. I think audiences will be open to that because 
I think when it was being developed, because it was the last movie that was made before Disney, Walt Disney. It's strange to think that there was actually a guy who started all of this called mm-hmm. Walt Disney and it's not just some like giant mm-hmm. corporation. Brand. But yeah, <laughs> there was a guy once called Walt Disney and he was a producer of movies. <laughs> um, apparently he had like lots of trouble with adapting the story. Um, and he was worried that parts were far, far too dark for his liking. And I think it was like basically rewritten. Um, they had one version of the story that was working, but it wasn't working for Disney and they basically rewrote it, um, quite heavily for the, uh, animated movie they made. So yeah, there's plenty of material, I guess, that we, you know, that people aren't so familiar with, perhaps. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, right. Oh. Do you know what? I think... Wow. Clash of the Cards. I... Huh. He's already played Khan. What's he doing? Um, I think... Yeah, I, <laughs> I, I think that that's actually probably better casting for Shere Khan. Wow. <laughs> John Smith. <laughs> Who cares? That movie was a... Anyway, <laughs> um, so yeah, uh, I the, the the interesting thing about this movie is that animation is still basically going to be driving it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I got. Of course. Yeah. Right. It does. I think, you know, there's a... I I mean, are these films, like, really... What am I trying to say? Basically, the movies that I've seen come from Disney that have been live-action recently, the the motion capture and the the CG animation has not been top-notch. I'm thinking of like Oz and Alice in Wonderland. It looks a bit hokey around the edges. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if visually they get more, I think that was really what turned me off. Um, Alice in Wonderland is visually around the edges. It just looked really slapdash to me and not very nicely put together. So if if the visuals are driving it, that makes more sense to me for it to be a Disney movie. Look for the bare necessities, the simple bare necessities. Forget about your worries and your strife. I mean the bare necessities. 
necessities are Mother Nature's recipes that bring the bare necessities of life. Wherever I wander, wherever I roam, I couldn't be found of my big home. The bees are buzzing in the tree to make some honey just for me. When you look under the rocks and plants and take a glance at the fancy ants, then maybe try a few. You eat ants? <laughs> you better believe it. And you're going to love the way they tickle. <laughs> Move me! Look out! The bare necessities of life will come to you. Yeah. To everyone's surprise. <laughs> yeah. Right. That I'm interested oh. in. I, I really like Pete's Dragon. Yeah. Huh. Oh. <laughs> like, like, such as what? <laughs> That's intriguing. <laughs> right. Okay. Modernizing it, meaning making it two and a half hours long. Yeah. Was it? I think it was like, I think it was around the time that they were quite comfortable making a 70 minute movie. Really? On, on one of them, I'm sure. You're right, it's 2 hours 14. That's long. Hmm. <laughs> Yeah, true. Yeah, I didn't realize that. <laughs> it is, yeah. Is it? Yeah, it's, it's about two and a half hours, I think. Oh. Mm, a lot happens on that. I guess so. I guess they have to right, get on actually. the. They have to go to the races. <laughs> That's true. They go on the ceiling. They have to get down from the ceiling. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> 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 
<laughs> the poster man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Struzan, maybe? No, that that they'll they'll say that, and then right. you'll be able to buy it like within, um, you know, in December. I believe that. Yeah, I gotta say, like, it's not the most pleasing composition he's ever done. Right, I it's kind of weird. Um. Yeah, no, it, his book is beautiful, though. He's really grumpy in it. <laughs> right. Okay. Okay. Hmm. Oh. I have not. The only thing I have seen is someone passed me um, AFA does not endorse uh, file sharing. Someone <laughs> passed me um, a, a video that was like a tutorial that was about three hours long of him making the Hellboy poster wow. in his workshop and it was a really fascinating insight to his process um, <clears throat> and also how much of his process is um, like any uh, uh, you know client based work is, is heavily you know, influenced by notes he gets and yeah. he will rework things a few times before he gets to, you know, the final, the final posters. Mm. <laughs> oh, brilliant. There, oh, there, there was a, so they have the BF, BFG on their slate, but yeah, it is. Yeah, um, they have it on their slate, but it, you know, it, it appears they have like these timeline things that they make for their upcoming movies, and it's there, and it has a logo, and I think it's coming out next year, but they didn't mention it at all. 
Yeah, I think so. Yeah, apparently it's it is next next July. It's like a big co-production between Disney, DreamWorks, Walden Media, Amblin, obviously. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, I, it, yeah, it does. I mean, I imagine that. Um, well, they've already shot it. Apparently, it was shot in Vancouver. Um, but I imagine. See, I imagine that it was um, it was going to be motion capture, but I guess it's not. I mean, I, I presume the BFG is probably an effect, um, but it seems like the movie itself is like a movie with visual effects rather than Tintin style. Yeah. Well, it has release dates. Yeah, so that's promising. And they've, they've finished photography, so it sounds about right to me. <laughs> hmm. Ugh, mm. such a terrible, yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> 
Mm-hmm. Right. Do you know the thing is though, like <laughs> if you think boys think like that, which some actually um, you know do, um, they're not that stupid. They boys who don't like Frozen because they think it's for girls, just know they just know. Okay, despite the name, it's it, you know despite the name isn't Anna and Elsa, you know the Snow Queen. They just know. Okay, Frozen's for girls. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so gigantic. I mean, that's unexpected. Yeah. Um, that's quite a cool twist. Uh, apparently, Jack is a is a man. Yeah, and the giant is an eleven year old girl. No, I actually I think you know um, that kind of relationship that they had in Wreck It Ralph really worked. Um, you know, with like a, a quite a jaded old old guy, sort of meeting a um, an energetic young girl. So you know, mm-hmm. it works, and they can do it in a in a way that that works for them. I think. Um, I don't know. It's it's really weird that they've announced this movie so early. Um, yeah, so they released some concept art and some what looked like some story beat boards um, and a really really rough storyboard. Um, so there's not much to say really, mm-hmm. apart from um, uh, Bobby and Kristen Lopez who wrote the songs for Frozen are going to be writing songs for it. Hmm. <laughs> so it's going to be a hit. <laughs> I, I can't wait to get sick of a new song. They're, they are fantastic songwriters. By the way. Yeah. And for all, you know, whatever flaws there are in Frozen, um, their songs are fantastic because they really, um, you know, understand story. And they were heavily involved in the story process in Frozen. Uh, so, you know, the fact that they're involved is really encouraging to me. Yeah. yeah. No, it's a beautiful movie. I'm I'm much happier for Frozen to be popular than Minions. <laughs> because they, you know, there's kind of something behind Frozen. It means something. Yeah, no, I thought that was a great movie. Mm. 
was the why was it slammed? I don't I don't understand. Was it was slammed? It's yeah, it's it's not popular with people <laughs> because of how popular it is with others. Oh. It's it's I simply see. that. <laughs> and and so I mean it's it's not <laughs> with parents in as much as they hear that song all the time. So, oh, yeah. You know, just people, you know, kids sing it in the street. It means a lot to them. It's... <laughs> oh, oh, really? That's, <laughs> <laughs> that's hilarious. Hmm. Maybe later, I imagine. Right. Well, they just had to, you know, settle everyone's worries about that, I guess, and just say, yeah, 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 we'll do it, we'll do it, we'll do it. You know, and and the shareholders as well. Like, yeah, no, don't worry, don't worry. We're doing another one exactly like that. Don't worry, it's coming, <laughs> it's coming. Um, I, I think actually Disney have one of my favorite versions of Jack and the Beanstalk already, with um, Mickey Mouse. Yeah, Jack and the, um, the short in front of Fancy Free, which is also like released separately as Mickey and the Beanstalk. Um. It's just one of my favorite cartoons. There are so many amazing ideas in it. Um, not to mention you get this really strange opening where you get to see how Donald Duck would behave in a famine. <laughs> <laughs> and, and the answer is he becomes really, really mean. And he is gro- mean. He's a total no, jerk. He becomes unbelievably <laughs> mean. And you see him... It's quite a scary cartoon because you see <laughs> him, you know, you really believe that he's going, you know, delirious. Um, so, yeah, that's fun. <laughs> um, but it's quite hard to comment on a, on a movie which, you know, is clearly, if it's coming out in 2018, in their own production for what, like a couple of years. Um, so, you know, it's not really, it's, it's, they're still making it. And and we know with Disney as well, they revised the stories right up until the last few months. So it it could change, you know, as we saw with with um with Tangled. Sorry, I had to bang the desk there, sorry about that. Hmm. <laughs> Oh, sure. Of course. <clears throat> right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, 
and and <laughs> animation always you know the the animators are going to have great fun doing the whole thing with scale you know like how um they did with Arietti um you know i i loved all the little ideas that they got in Arietti of like uh you know how how they used <clears throat> how the, everything was scaled down and a water droplet was the same size. They did the same thing for A Bug's Life as well. So it's a thing that animation, I think, does very well. Oh, I never saw that. I was really put off by the marketing. I, I wanted, because it was, it was um, see, again, like, that's another single title thing. And it had a really lovely title before, something like um, The Leaf Men. Mm-hmm. Right, yeah, and the, and and the trailer was just um, uh, that Aziz Sanzari slug thing. Yeah, yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> oh, excellent. Are you t- I, so, I cut out on me. You guys are talking about this is epic, right? Yeah. Okay, yeah. You, <laughs> you know what's really funny? Um, in that Blue Sky uh, presentation that I saw, there were <laughs> videos of um, in-office demos. They were taking rubber bands and trying to recreate um, the physical science or whatever and also probably just fool around, like, making little <laughs> tiny <laughs> bows and arrows <laughs> with the rubber bands and shooting things. <laughs> oh, brilliant. For science, quote-unquote, right? <laughs> Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Research, I swear. Exactly, <laughs> because they're trying to work out, you know, how things, as as uh, because everything happens on such a small scale, they're trying to um, supposedly like figure out, you know, um, how the, the leaf men would uh, would work as characters, and um, they decided to kind of like plant them in the ground as they shot their arrows, and supposedly those two two things were connect- connected, but it was really funny. But yeah, that is a beautiful movie, though. I I liked it. I like the, I like that one. I, yeah. <laughs> you know, um, someone who's designing uh, Giant is uh, Bobby. I'm probably gonna mispronounce his last name. Uh, Pontillas, Pontillas, P-O-N-T-I-L-A-S. Oh, yeah. He um he's from Animation Mentor. Actually, he's now teaching. I know him from AM. And he's uh, teaching a workshop, by the way. I have to plug them because it's an amazing program. There's like a, a short workshop for character design that he's teaching. Um, it's worth checking out. <laughs> yeah, it looks really good. Ha, ha, ha. 
Right, and they mentioned that in the one of the trailers, there was a big focus on um, the fact that he would be a natural predator of the bunny rabbit. Which, yeah. Definitely. <laughs> right. Mm. I don't know. There might be some of that because it yeah, seems Jason honestly. I, I, he's the king of that. <laughs> <laughs> but honestly, it seems like it's uh, yeah, it's gonna have some things to say about you know labels and you know things like that. But yeah, it, I mean, mostly it looks like it's gonna be funny. Mm-hmm. It's kind of some of the things seem to be walking a bit of a line on. Okay, the really selling it to the furry crowd. <laughs> you know. Um Yeah. I yeah. I'm I'm you know, I'm uh I'm I'm not, yeah, I've just been looking at that picture a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I 
No, it's it, it no, it looks great. It looks great. <laughs> Brilliant. Yeah, yeah, one where they really do play in animal traits to the characters, and they're not just yeah humans with <laughs> animal masks. Hey, that comes with any movie, even if it doesn't have animals in it. You know, that's... <laughs> what? <laughs> okay. At least Project Horseman just gets it over and done with in the show itself. (laughs) You know, it's just like, like here's Bojack. He's getting busy. You happy? Let's. Still see. No, it's already. I yeah, I can just say, just don't search Utopia on Tumblr because <laughs> I made that mistake just now. Oh yeah. Yeah, it's oh. we're they're they're way ahead of everyone. <laughs> Again, it's a cutting edge. <laughs> cutting edge. Cutting edge. Cutting wow. edge, cutting edge a... industry. Cutting yeah. edge. It's a little bit disturbed. It's wrong, <laughs> not Roy. Yeah. No worries. No, it is wrong. Ron and John. <laughs> no, it's fine. Um, so this seems to be like set in and around Hawaii. Is that right? Oh, okay. Right. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I 
Uncle <laughs> 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 yeah, no, that's yeah, that's no. Yeah, true, true. <laughs> so they had a bit more um to show for this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, they've done, they they do that at Disney. Yeah. They did that with Frozen, you know, eight uh, some fourteen months or something before it was. Uh, well, you know, they thought they had eighteen months, and it was cut down to like fourteen or something. No, 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 no. no I'm wrong. They sh- they shaved a whole year off production for Frozen. Um, huh. and yeah, that was kind of this. <laughs> the reaction of the producer as well, uh, <laughs> but apparently that that seems to be kind of common at Disney. That suddenly, yep, yeah, we'll bring this forward. Mm. Yeah. He is already a demigod. He really is. So he's... <laughs> <laughs> he is. Yeah, yeah, set at like sea and uh the imagery looks lovely, I think. It's very appealing. There's an amazing bit of concept art they released of um some volcanic looking old woman god thing holding what I presume is Moana in her hand. <laughs> I didn't expect that looking because the first bit of imagery they released was like a small sailing boat on a on a on a bit of water. <laughs> well she 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 does. Um but the fact that she's not another white girl is pretty cool. Yeah. I mean it's not pretty cool, it's just more about time. Because Disney are particularly bad at that mm-hmm. I was speaking to someone a couple of months ago and we were just talking about what Disney movies we used to watch far too much of as a kid and um, this girl was um, was mixed race and 
she was you know she was half black and she said that she used to watch pocahontas more than anything and she laughed and she went oh you know it's i know it's not the best thing and and it's kind of crap but it was the and she said it really mattered to me because it was the only brown girl um in in the disney movies so representation really matters and yeah. I, you know disney have got to catch up because um uh you know dreamworks this year with home uh mm-hmm. you know got that right with their lead yeah exactly it's you know yeah yeah right which which was also actually um ron and john's last movie which i have to say i i wasn't impressed with no i was under you know i watched the movie and i thought it was almost too old-fashioned for its own good Hmm. and they were too busy with they were too preoccupied with trying to recapture something that the future of Disney was kind of passing them by a bit. So I hope this movie is good. You know, they have made good movies before. Obviously they've made, (laughs) you know, they have, but I'm a little wary because I felt with Princess and the Frog, they were a bit old hat. So it will be interesting to see how this is any different at all. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. Yeah, I mean, this Disney do the research, and you know, I I don't know, have they gotten better at it? Because they kind of shit the bed with Pocahontas, and um, you know, there was a lot of controversy around um, Princess and the Frog, which I think they actually did quite tastefully. I think it was very honest what they did. Um, and, and, you know, um, the most positive thing they probably could have done with that setting. Um, yeah, it's tough to say, isn't it? I guess, uh, we'll, we'll wait and see, but like, you, you know, by making it a fantasy and by, um, by the fact that it's, it's not, you know, like Pocahontas was based on a real person they probably sidestepped you know a lot of the issues that that could that could come come at them
I think representation outweighs that. And with uh, with Moana, like, what other Polynesian uh, animated <laughs> characters can you name? There you go. Sorry? All <laughs> oh, right, I thought you had one there. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. No. I, I think Zootopia <laughs> and Moana seem like very different movies. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Wreck-It Ralph before that. As well. mm-hmm. Yeah. So are we going to get on to that <laughs> with um, <laughs> the other Disney animation studio? Uh, maybe. <laughs> you got a friend in me. You got a friend in me. When the road looks rough ahead in your mind. Nice warm bed. You just remember what your old past said. Boy, you got a friend in me. Yeah, you got a friend in me. You got. Which they, which they kind of released as a. As a a bunch of lobby fo- uh, a lobby poster yes. sort of photo. Yeah. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
You got it. You got it, Chris. Yeah, he, he was, um, I think he was editor there since A Bug's Life. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, and Toy Story 3 was excellent. You know, that was um, one of the studio's best received movies ever. <laughs> I mean, you also have, um, I mean, it was a while back, but Grim Fandango. Do you guys remember that game? I mean. Yeah. Jesus Christ. No, it hasn't. Huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and then maybe only because it was developed by um, Brenda. Uh, oh my goodness. Her name has just escaped me. Brenda Chapman. Oh. Yeah. Um, who, you know, brought the project to Pixar. Yeah, it's, um, it is a problem. And there's no reason for it because, um, you know, Inside Out proves that no one has a problem with it and they can do it. So, yeah, it does, it does kind of beg the question why it hasn't happened earlier. Mm. 
Well, you know, they might idolize Miyazaki, but I don't think they they really um, learn all the lessons that he's teaching in his movies fantastically well. You know, um, you know, they 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 look to Miyazaki, and then he, you know, he doesn't watch movies for inspiration. He does other things, and and you know, tries to recall experiences and. When he's stuck for ideas, he does that. And the Pixar, when they're stuck for ideas, they go, oh, let's whack on Spirited Away and see what we can nick from that. <laughs> um, which is, you know, kind of simplifying the process. But, but yeah, the, you know, the, the, the trouble is, is that Pixar is a giant company compared to, um, Ghibli and, you know, maybe, uh, steering a ship that large, is hard work and convincing, you know, because at the end of the day, they answer to, um, you know, Disney CEOs and shareholders. And, you know, maybe it's, it's hard trying to convince them of, of doing that sort of thing. Mm hmm. They're terrible at it, yeah. Yeah. I think I think it will be tasteful and well done, but also I'm excited because the Uncritch, um, you know, a lot of his sensibilities in Toy Story three, it seems. You know, he's very vocal about the fact that his favorite movie is The Shining, <laughs> um, and you know, once you hear that, okay, a lot of the scary stuff in uh, Toy Story three makes a lot of sense. So yeah, if it's going to be a bit creepy, that's that's going to be amazing. Yeah. Mm hmm. Yeah, I need, I need to I need to check that out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 
Okay. All right. Well, <laughs> I, I, I um, I, I had to think about that. And basically, if this is going to be the way it's going to go, then that's okay as long as they're good movies. So you know, I thought that Monsters Inc was done, and I ended up quite liking Monsters University. Um, you know, I thought it was a good movie in its own right, actually. So, you know, if that's going to be the way, if we are just going to get a bunch of uh, sequels of Pixar movies, um, that's okay, I guess, as, as long as they're good. The the thing that I, I you know, they, of course they don't have to be honest, but I just felt, you know, when, um, so when Lasseter was talking about Toy Story 4, he said, oh, we made a pinky promise that we wouldn't make another movie uh, unless the story was really good. I don't believe that. I believe the, the you know, the shareholders said, hey, how about making this another Toy Story? Because they did pretty bloody well. And, you know, so I don't believe they've actually made these movies because they have good stories to tell. But that's not a bad thing. You know, some of the best movies have been you know, pot boilers and some of the best stories. You know, A Christmas Carol was written by Dickens as a as a pot boiler. You know, as like a serialized story, so he could earn some cash. So, you know, I'm not I'm, I'm not completely writing it off. Um, but yeah, you're right. That said, I think the reason Pixar stories are so good is because they understand that, um, you know conventional crowd-pleasing movies are cyclical and sort of self-contained. And Finding Nemo has such a beautiful ending that any continuation would be boring, <laughs> you know, from the, from the last frame of Finding Nemo where he just goes to school. It's like... The thing oh. is, I mean, they have so many writers, talented writers, and yeah. they take time with the story. I mean, that's really the difference. I mean, they have the luxury of being able to spend years with the story. And, mm. you know, I mean, that's the difference. I mean, if you get a room full of writers together, <laughs> I'm sure, and, the, you know, and you give them a little bit of extra time, I mean, my goodness. Sure, sure. And, and you know, from what we've seen of Pixar sequels so far, they're not in the business of making bad ones. Right. Mm-hmm. Cars, I was speaking to a friend <laughs> and I was, you know, like, oh, they've, they've made, um, you know, they've announced more Pixar movies and Cars. And he went, you know what? I'm fine with Cars 3 because that's pretty much their garbage franchise. <laughs> so they can do what they want with it. Mm-hmm. 
Right. Uh huh. Mm hmm. So it's a character study, more of a character study. So it explains her personality and um, and the um, negative areas of her memory. <laughs> Not negative, but lack of memory. <laughs> huh. Right. Okay. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, why? I mean, in, in all my grumpiness, I don't think it was really clear. I only feel that way because I really, really love these movies, these original movies. And when you have something as good as Finding Nemo, you know, I really, I think Dory is one of the best characters they've got um, in the Pixar movies. Um, you know, it's such a really, like, really human, you know, um, yeah. it seems strange to say that, but a really human, like, fleshed out um character going on in her because she's a flawed fish <laughs> she is <laughs> and and you know i just uh i'm just protective of them that's all that's all it is and 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 the other thing as well is you know so these movies take such a long time to make <laughs> they're at least four years more like five and after inside out the studio that made Inside Out, you wouldn't then expect them to go and <laughs> make sequels. Do you know what I mean? Like, if yeah. if you if you uh, if you've um, been making movies for like twenty years, and you've gotten to the point where you can make Inside Out, why go back? <laughs> That's the only thing. But you know, I'm being really idealistic because yeah. things don't work that way. So yeah, the, the the way I'm thinking about it is, okay, I'm okay with it, uh, as long as they do something worthwhile with it, really. She's gone missing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I have a particular set of swimming skills. <laughs> we'll find you <laughs> because I know all the crabs in the ocean. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh. The interesting thing was like this seems like it could be an issues movie. Yeah, I remember that. Um, issues. I remember that um, Andrew Stanton was talking about how watching Blackfish. Oh. changed 
their approach to this film. Huh. I don't know really what I mean because I haven't seen Blackfish. Um, but I imagine because the, the interesting thing about the ocean is that it is always, um, it does always have its issues and you hear about them and humans affect them and humans have an effect on, you know, the ocean and the way, you know, it functions basically. So it'd be interesting what they do with that. I mean, obviously I hope it doesn't turn into a, a, a preaching, you know, um, issue at all and doesn't get in the way of the story but yeah because um the 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 image they released has dory and this octopus sort of in a facility and it doesn't look like a kitchen to me it looks more like some sort of lab maybe you're in they're in the great pacific garbage garbage patch <laughs> oh She's from captivity. Yeah. That would explain mm. a lot. Yeah, that would explain a lot. Mm. And yeah, and actually, the other thing about this movie is, you know, Finding Nemo is beautiful, but it was made in two thousand three. Oh. <laughs> Precisely. Holy smokes. Yeah, because the movie, the original, still looks good but it has a few creases now which, you know, show a little bit. Yeah, that's... <laughs> mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. Hmm. And hey, Chris, I thought that you of all people would have known that this was prophesized <laughs> in another movie. <laughs> the Muppets. <laughs> Muppets told us this was coming. Yeah. It's happening. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, well, the likelihood it's, okay, so the, the thing is, is that it's probably going to be fine. But my my point is, and I kind of said this last week, when Pixar set the bar so high for themselves, when they do make something which is admittedly probably better than mediocre, 
still doesn't seem like quite good enough. That's that, that that you know that's all I'm really saying. You know, I I don't believe. You're afraid you won't love it. No, I'm not afraid I won't love it. I'm. Af- I just feel no like lava. It's lava <laughs> on purpose, and you do. No one heard me. <laughs> Sorry. Oh man. <laughs> Too bad. <laughs> Do it. You're afraid you won't lava it. <laughs> eh, doesn't work that time. It doesn't work that time. <laughs> I was like, oh, this is going to be great. No. <laughs> it was great. Don't worry. Yeah. So. <laughs> it's not that. It's just like, as you know, um, I did the maths and. If you add up all the all the Pixar movies in development, the sequels, that's sixteen years worth of production time. <laughs> so when you think of it like that, okay, I feel like <laughs> I I and I know this is really entitled, but I feel like I'm being robbed of, <laughs> of um, an original movie from Pixar while they while they figure out how to get a Bo Peep story to work. They got real bopy because she was such a boring, nothing character that they decided the best thing we can do with her in Toy Story 3 is say that she died and she was taken away and have it be a sad moment about, you know, a plot point, basically. And, you know, I who has fond memories of Bo Peep? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, for good reason. <laughs> well, I'm I'm kind of being serious. Like they spent far more time having us give a shit about Jesse. Why not give Jesse a movie other than Bo Peep, where she's some precisely, <laughs> precisely. But, you know, as it happens, it's probably going to be all right as a movie. But, you know, I last has lost it. What's he doing? Where's the new idea, man? Where's the new idea? Well, coasting off the thing that you, <laughs> you know, that you've been coasting off your whole career. Apart from cars, which kids like and makes money. Which is nothing wrong with that, but do you know? Do you know what I'm saying? I'm I'm being very harsh. I know, but um, <laughs> yeah. I hope not too not too much of a one sided one though. I am I am trying to meet them halfway, but it's it's hard to do. <laughs> well, no, you're speaking as a as a passionate fan. Or something, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I think the Toy Story shorts have been fun. And they've shown that there's been life in the characters um, mm-hmm. after uh, after the movies, you know, after the trilogy, as it isn't now, ended. Um, I, I really like the Toy Story of Terror, which is actually, incidentally, all about Jesse. I think that was fantastic. So they can do things with these characters and they... You know, they can sustain any kind of story. Um, yeah, I, I just I just think um, 
I'm under no illusions why this film's being made. <laughs> Not because they have a good idea for a story. The Muppets told them, yeah. <clears throat> Right. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah, I hope it's good too. I don't hope it's bad. Hmm. Yeah, please do. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> mm hmm. It seems like uh, your prediction was pretty much spot on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's going to be great. 
dinosaurs. Well, dinosaurs in movies. Everyone loves that, right? <laughs> so, have we done all the uh, Pixar movies? There's uh, what, what have we covered? You mean there's you mean there's something coming that we're we're not quite sure exactly what it is yet? Three years in advance. <laughs> Lots of people are excited about that. Yeah. I was thinking about that this week. Um like what they would do and do you think i mean i was thinking do you think um how to train your dragon 2 style they're gonna age the characters a bit Hmm. because i was thinking you know that could be uh i don't know that could be interesting you know it would be a real passing of the torch movie or where maybe bob and um I've forgotten Elastigirl's real Elastigirl. name. Oh, I forgot it. Sue? Is it Sue? Susan? Well, anyway, the parents basically have to pass the um, the gauntlet onto the next generation, maybe, with uh, yeah. with Dash and Violet, and maybe, I don't know, maybe one of them decides they don't want to be a superhero. I, so, you know. It can, it, I, think, I think there is... Um, there's fuel in that. Yeah. Well, I thought the joke with the Underminer was that he was so rubbish. <laughs> yeah. They could pick it up like a... You know, immediately after the first movie but I don't think that is likely. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It would probably actually have to be, is, is Dash or is Violet old enough to have kids yet? In real time, oh, because sure. I because I imagine for it being you know a Pixar movie, it would help if they had like a kid superhero. Are they old enough to have kids yet? Did Violet have a, a teenage pregnancy? Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's yeah, that could. Huh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That would be interesting. <laughs> 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 I 
It's mm. just more cars. I mean, <laughs> going off cars too. I mean, the caliber of whatever it was they were working with was just dismal, wasn't it? There was a joke about Mater pissing himself. Um, mm. It was so weird. That I don't know how those movies got made. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Who's Rory? Oh, brilliant. That's so great. <laughs> so great. No. Yeah, I mean the 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 land they created, uh, San Francisco was pretty appealing. Oh yeah, that was. And cool. there wasn't, you know, there was glimpses of it. Yeah. Yeah, it really was. So running around there with Donald and Goofy will be fun. <laughs> <laughs> Then the internet. Um, you, I, you mostly you can find me on Twitter, I guess. Uh, Hamu. I'm on Twitter at isnare underscore inc. 
Bye. Bye. See you later. We're doing a sequel. We're back by popular demand. Come on, everybody, strike up the band. We're doing a sequel. That's what we do in Hollywood. And everybody knows that the sequel's never quite as good. I thought it was the end, but no, my friends, this is when we get to do it all again. Do it all again. Until the credits roll, we got another go to show them we can do it all again. <laughs> We're doing a Studio once more While they wait for Tom Hanks to make Toy Story 4 I thought it was the end But no, my friends This is when we get to do it all again Do it all again Do the sequel Let's give it a shot All we need now is a half-decent plot